the horse god himself. Introduce yourself to the people. What's up? I am Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland, a.k.a. Lupine Fiasco, a.k.a. Young Harvey Keitel. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, fucking stoked to be here with uh, with my buddy XFL Jim to just chop it up, man. Talk about everything. That's what we do here in the garage. We just fucking we shoot the shit. We're just great buds. We talk about horses, hockey, basketball, and especially football because, as you all know, football is a year-round sport, and I love it so fucking much. If the XFL was still here, uh, if, let's just say if 2020 never happened, my master plan for year-round football was in effect. Um, I don't know if you've heard this from anybody, but let me explain it to you. You go from the Super Bowl, then you mm-hmm. have the week. You get that weekend kind of off. Then you have the XFL. They go until like April. They would have ended mm-hmm. around April. Um, mm-hmm. Then you go directly. You have a summer tournament of the X League, which is the Japanese Professional Football League. That rolls into the CFL, which then in turn rolls into the college football and NFL season, and it just keeps going. You could just follow them like fish. You yeah. can just get a VW van and just handle it like you're a fish fan. I love it's it. Fucking amazing. But before we get into any football talk, there are other sports to get to. Starting with the one that I've been watching probably the most these last couple weeks, uh, hockey. The Stanley Cup playoffs have been fucking amazing. Do you have a favorite series so far? Because mine is easily Predators, Hurricanes. That, that was, one was re- electric. That was. There's just a ton, man. It's it. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Maple Leaves and the sorry Leafs and the Canadians yeah, I, because I do that too. That's it. Hey, it's I've. I feel like leaves is the right way to go, but I understand there's a whole grammatical thing there, but I feel like that thing, like it, it wasn't just like constant, just, you know, overtimes and, and, you know, crazy games, but it, it's, it's like making a good roof or gumbo. It's just like, it took a long time to kind of stir it up until it finally roos ready game seven, man. It's going to be a good one. That game seven fucking crept up on me. I wasn't paying too much of attention up North. And I was like, Oh, the Leafs have this in the bag. They're a good team. The Canadians are like, whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, this is game seven. What the fuck? Yeah, man. It's I I uh I just can't believe that that the Leafs let them like get back into it. Like just because of how just like so seriously dominated that that the Canadians looked. Just absolutely like I have not seen a Canadian dominated like that since the War of 1812, quite easily. Yeah. It's like, I can't, it's just terrible. The fucking Canadians just, they don't, they just don't make, they don't look the part to me. And yet somehow they come away victorious and it makes me want to root for them. I, I, uh, you know, I, I grew up, you know, being, being a, uh, how you say round portly child. Hey, hey, I understand that a hundred percent means I played a lot of goalkeeper didn't matter the sport so uh like I I'm a big fan of good goaltending and dude Carey Price last night was when he just like hooked his toe around the post and kept that like slow just like tragic heart stopper dribbler from from sneaking in like I I was I was impressed I was super impressed and I don't know a lot of you know I don't watch a ton of hockey I don't don't know a whole lot about hockey but I do know, I know what I like, and that was uh, that was Carey Price hooking his toe there. It was that was a very like that was almost sexual. That was a very <laughs> nice uh, 
Very nice move. When I see like really good goalie play, and I feel like a lot of the series have had good goalie play. Um, like the Islanders um, Penguins game was pretty fun to watch in that regard too. It's just that's what that gets that gets my rocks going. Yeah, I I'm a I just uh, watched a little bit of a of Tampa Bay and uh, Tampa Bay and uh, Carolina, and it looks like uh, Tampa Bay had a pretty easy time with Carolina. I, I got to think that they are just like worn the hell out after that last series. I saw that one coming. I just feel like if you go to a seven game series where every game goes into at least one overtime, you're going to be gassed to shit. Like, I mean, how can you compete at that point? You've pay- played like essentially what a game and a half extra. You've played an eight game series and seven games pretty much. And then didn't two of them go to like double overtime too? Yeah. Yeah. You might've played two games. At that's this point. so wild. That's so much hockey. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So here's, when I was growing up, uh, you know, there's not a lot of hockey here, but in around like 1994, uh, a, a classic film came out by the by the name The Mighty Ducks, and uh, I got super into hockey at that point. You know, I told you I'm a big fan of goaltender play. I had a mom, my mom take me to to Oshman's Sporting Goods, buy me like a Franklin like goalie pads. I had a goalie stick. I only could find one other kid who would play, who would play hockey, street hockey with me. And uh, I'd let him take shots at me. I was saving shots, doing all sorts of stuff. And my buddy, AJ, God bless his soul. He, uh, I finally convinced him to get in goal and let me take shots on him. And uh, first shot I take, I just unleash an ungodly slap shot and I drill him right in the balls. And he like, you know, like runs home with his knees touching themselves, crying, and like that was that was it for hockey. And so, I'm just now finding hockey again, and I'm I'm absolutely fucking loving it, absolutely loving it. Letterkenny also helped with oh, my Letterkenny was a huge thing for me. Those that that whole show got me into like hockey bro culture a little bit. Started playing NHL, two uh, K or whatever. They who has that super fun sports game, underrated sports game in my opinion. It's uh, and what's funny is like I grew up playing, you know, grew up playing, you know, a lot of soccer. Um, and now I can't even stand watching soccer on television. And I found that like hockey kind of feel, fills that void because it's got some of the same the same qualities, but people don't act like pussies. Yeah, it's I that's like a hundred percent. Like it's it's got if you like soccer, it's got everything you kind of like, but it's got a violence to it that's similar to like football. Yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, in soccer, I don't get to see people hit so hard that they just might vomit. That's usually my, like, that's my checkbox for, like, if I'm going to enjoy this. If someone might get hit so hard that they vomit and their SAT scores might drop, then that's that's a sport for me. That's Dude, same here. Like, football in the early 2000s and earlier, beautiful. Yeah. Love it. Oh, yeah. You know, uh Razorback fan grew up watching people like uh, Steve Atwater and Kenoy Kennedy and Kenny Hamlin just, uh, you know, absolutely headhunt over the middle. And I kind of miss it. I miss it's, it so much. You need, you need more crazies in sports. That's what, that's what I'm getting away from is like the crazies are starting to get older. Like you have the Richie incognitos kind of like as the old guard. We need, yeah. a, we did a new swath of like crazy young kids like in criminally insane people out there on the field on the courts on the ice everywhere 
Yeah, like where? How old are Bill Romanowski's kids? Like they've got to be, they've got to be they, of like towing the line of crimes. Like at some point, right? You know, got to be but, right. You know, if you weren't wearing a uniform, this would one hundred percent be a crime. Like there's got to be some, got to be a Romanowski out there ready to carry that torch. Yeah, it's it's going. Sports needs to kind of like make a gladiatorial comeback. I said that completely wrong. I don't give a fuck. But we're still on hockey. I think the only other series going on right now that we haven't touched is, well, there's two. There's the Islanders Bruins, which yesterday the Bruins kind of like took that one away. Yeah, I so I didn't see any highlights. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Boston accent. Uh, also, uh, my friend who reintroduced me into hockey is a huge Rangers fan. So uh, I adopted the Rangers as my team. So fuck the Islanders. This podcast is now on an official stance of fuck the Islanders. So we're rooting for the Bruins. Also a fan of the Boston accent. It's one of the America's great accents. It's It's got to be in the top seven, right? Oh, easily. Top, top five for sure. They're like, how many different, so you're from the South. How many different Southern accents do you consider there to be? There's like three or four, right? Yeah, I want to say there's about three or four. There's uh, so the the very set like the Georgia, Alabama. That's like a that's that's a kind of very dis- distinct like long draw kind of one. I've, I've got kind of like the mid south sort of sort of thing where we're, we're a little bit of a mud accent. There's the New Orleans accent, which might as well be a Boston accent for because it is just absolutely yeah. it is absolutely insane. I mean. It's it's a little bit Canadian because after all Louisiana is pretty much just sweaty Quebec. Um, yeah, it's I, I'd say we got like three or four probably. And then you got Florida doing its own weird thing, and then you just have Appalachia. Oh yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, with the Midwest, you got like two. You got you've got like Minnesota, Wisconsin, and the Dakotas all kind of have their own thing. Yeah. Um, the Great Plains, like Nebraska, Oklahoma, kind of. Sound uh, like Illinois, Ohio. A lot of Midwesterns just sound like fucking nothing to me. Like they sound bland. Like like our food for the most part. <laughs> the land that spice forgot. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. We've got good beer, but that's about it. Hey man, if you're gonna make up for it anywhere, right? There you go. go for it. And then the only other series we got one going on. Literally as we're recording this, we have the Golden Knights versus the Colorado Avalanche, which is my most anticipated series of the entire Stanley cup. The the two best teams, in my opinion, going at it. I, uh, I'm taking the, I'm taking the anti golden Knights, uh, stance because I, I feel like, uh, they, they've been too privileged since they came into the league. They haven't felt pain as a, as a fan base. And so, uh, they don't deserve nice things. That's a fair point. I, I, I would say that, but I'm a little hypocritical because my favorite team are the predators and they're in a sort of similar spot with that. Fair. Um, but I mean, I'm going to root with the avalanche. One of my friends, I, I, someone I know, uh, their favorite team is the avalanche. So I'm going with them. They're probably the best team in the whole like league. In my opinion, I'm just excited for good hockey as of right now. I'll, I'll see if I can keep updating this. The avalanche are up to nothing at the end of the first period. Just the only, only bits of the avalanche that I saw uh, in their previous series. I can't even name who they played last series, but, uh, they just look dominant. Every every part of their game looked 
or scoring at will, and they were not allowing a ton of goals, which uh, I've heard that the easiest way to win a hockey game is to score more goals than the other team. This is- uh, experts Experts do say this, uh, just so we're, we're everyone's aware. The experts do say the best way to win a hockey game is to score more goals than your opponent. Yeah, I, I think Don I, – I feel like I'm ripping off Don Cherry right now because I think that might be – it might have been his hot take on it. But, yeah, uh, that's uh, – I I hope it turns out to be a good series. Like, I, I personally want every single playoff series ever to go to a Game 7. So, I you know, I hope your Avalanche, your avalanche win, uh, but I hope it's uh, Game 7 and then quadruple overtime. It's, that's how I do. I want the more overtimes, the more crazy in every sport, the better, in my opinion. Yep. That's, it doesn't matter what I'll, I'll watch any sport as long as it's a game seven. Yep. That's, that's my favorite thing about like college football. You get the crazy, like four or five overtime games. And it's just like, this is why this is beautiful. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So aside from hockey, moving from that, we have the NBA, a less exciting sport, in my opinion, because the regular season means nothing, and I don't watch regular season NBA whatsoever, but it's playoffs, and that's actually when it gets exciting. And some of these series have actually been kind of fun, my favorite being the one I didn't anticipate. The Jazz and the Grizzlies have been fucking going at it, dude. It's that has been That's been an excellent series, and I give all the credit there to Dylan Brooks. If he does not foul out of the game, he plays like a Ron Artest level of defense. Like I'm really impressed with his defensive play. Uh, and it really comes out because in the playoffs, they actually start playing defense. Like mm-hmm. that's, it makes it fun to see whenever all these talented people, you know, don't just like shoot one shot, let someone else get three rebound and bring it down. Like there's, there's defense actually happening. And so, yeah, Dylan Brooks, like just locking up people. It has been really, really fun to watch. And uh, you know, you got people who are getting those some, some uh, recognition later in their career, like Mike Conley. You know, Mike Conley wants to win, especially after being in Memphis for that long. Oh, yeah. Also, fun fact, Mike Conley was on my three-on-three basketball team at Nolan Richardson Basketball Camp when I was 11 years old. Did you guys – so I, I assume you were the star of that team, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, so what's funny is I was 11. He was like seven, eight. Like he was playing up like a few – like age groups uh and he was easily the mvp of of all of us uh sh- short white children that he was playing against dude that always every something like that always excites me and it's something that's always intrigued me is you see these d1 athletes and especially the ones that go pro in like football basketball anything they have to play against regular people in high at school. some point yeah at some yeah. like in high school and then in like the junior leagues like the the tiny little little leagues they're playing against regular people like that video so, clip of zion just bullying kids in high school is oh hilarious. yeah you know so also a little league baseball teammate of mine was peyton hillis do you remember peyton hillis this is true. Uh, it was it was Peyton Hillis. He was not of like the gigantic human being thing. Like it was, he turned into like a like a physical specimen later. But like he he wasn't like that when we were kids. Like his brother, his older brother actually was. But yeah, that was. I, I like to point out that I'm always greatness adjacent. Never the great one, always close to it. Hey, that's all you need. You can still like you can still get enough clout from that to kind of like boost you up enough. Yeah, man, I, I just need to find the right coattails to ride, and I will go straight to the top. I think I might find them here with my buddy 
XFL Jam. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna like we're gonna name drop our way into some local Applebee's and then just tear that shit up. I'm just gonna grab onto your beard and let and you can just carry me like a baby across the finish line. Do it while you can. Maybe I think in July this thing might be going away. Yeah, I had a had a nipple sweeper beard that I just got Ooh. rid of. Beautiful. Yeah. This is the longest I've had. Same with my hair. This hair is my luscious locks have been are long as shit right now. Yeah, I, I went 14 months without like going and getting like an actual haircut from someone who's licensed to cut hair, and uh, finally just went and did that and uh, got faded up. Hey, faded up nice and tight there. Looking pretty hot there. So, do you have a favorite series so far with the with the NBA playoffs going on right now? I'm a big fan of this uh, of this Trailblazers uh, series. I, yeah, the Trailblazers Nugget series. I saw. I had a podcast a little while ago with my residential basketball expert. Um, uh, uh, fuck, I forget his name. It's something Law. It's an awesome dude. Knows his basketball. Is a huge D-Gen. Uh, I'm gonna look this up while we're doing this, but he was very his favorite team are the Nuggets. Very anticipated for this series because these two teams play each other really well, and the the Blazers are entertaining as shit in the playoffs. The the Blazers are entertaining. It's one of the that is like the small market market team that I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for, and I would love to see see them make a make a deep run. Um, and I mean, it's a couple years ago you should say you could say that Damian Lillard didn't get you know didn't get the the recognition that he really he really should, but you know, him just like canning a game ending three pointer from the logo a couple of years ago, kind of, kind of took care of that no recognition thing. So they're matching up really well. I mean, you've got a ton, ton of star, star power. You've got, what do they call him? The dad bod God with, uh, with, uh, Jokic, uh, with, uh, with Denver. Oh, yeah. And oh yeah. So, I mean, it, it's funny. It's that the, I feel like the, probably the best teams in the NBA right now, or not the best teams, but like that, that second flight, just, they do not have, they have such great players and they just don't have the same kind of name recognition. I mean, cause we're, you got the, you got the Lakers and the, and the Suns going on right now. You've got the, the Celtics and the Nets going, you've got, you know, these super teams and it's like all we really want to talk about because they've been such great series are like the Jazz and Grizzlies and, and you know, the, uh, the uh, Blazers and Nuggets. Dude, I, I love the Blazers Nuggets, especially because it's two different styles of play. Like the Blazers are just balling it out, shooting threes, super high offense. And the Nuggets love playing like a defensive style. Yeah. Um, especially like you were saying, I've never heard him called that, and now I can't not call him that forever. The dad bod god. It's one of the it's one of the sports center anchors called. I, I love it. It's a good name. That's it's a good, good name. That's really good. It's a he's he's a he's a living fossil man. Like he is the, the build of the NBA of the 1990s. Like he's, you know, it's like they, they didn't break the mold when God made Vladi Divox, you know, they, they actually, they saved it for, uh, for Jokic and uh, you know, he can actually post up and play like that and shoots the, shoots the three ball because everybody has to do it now. But yeah, I, I like, I like seeing the big guys will actually post up and play. It's like during yep. during March Madness. Uh, I love the look of abject terror in a big man's face when he picks up his dribble at the elbow and he's like, "I need a ball handler. I need, <laughs> I need someone who can actually do something with this. I don't do this." I fucking love that man. Okay, before we get away from basketball and hockey and get into your kind of expertise, we got horses coming up. I need you to pick. 
Who is going to be your winner of the Stanley Cup playoffs and who's going to be your winner of the NBA playoffs? Ouch. Okay. Yeah, I need it right now. The Stanley Cup. I'm going to say the Avs. I'm going to say That's, the Avalanche. I went with the Avs as well. I I don't have anything to base that on other than just kind of what I saw. Eye test. They passed the eye test. The NBA playoffs, man, that is a whole nother beast. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think that it is going to be a Lakers. I don't think it's going to be a Nets. Um, I think the Bucks get it done this year. I think I, the Bucks. I like the Bucks or the 76ers because I was discussing. So the guy's name is Scotty Law. Amazing name. Yeah. Uh, like this is kind of like a must-win year for the Bucks, the Sixers, and the and the Nets. Um. I like I like your take on the Bucks. I think they're on sort of a revenge tour. You're seeing it with the Heat, the way they're just dominating the Heat right now. I think they're here to fucking like stay. I think they're here to like really plant their seed and go all the way to the finals. I don't I think they can win it, but they'll at least make the finals. I I, I feel like they did. They made the right moves in the in the offseason to kind of upgrade. Um you know, I I'm gonna try try to save talking about people from Little Rock and Arkansas uh, for for other you know other shows hopefully. But Bobby Portis, Little Rock native, you know he's been a he's been a big addition. He's really grown into the NBA. He was not that player when he was at Arkansas. And then what? Didn't they add Drew Holiday from the uh, from the Pelicans? Mm. So I'm I'm I am a Pelicans fan. I enjoy watching the Pelicans. I decided you know once I knew they were gonna get the number one pick, that I'm just gonna jump on that Zion. Uh, band, bandwagon and just say, fuck it, I'm a Pelicans fan. But uh, yeah, uh, watching the last year, Drew Holiday is a, is a really good you know, guard. And I feel like they were kind of missing that that sort of good guard play. You can't always have you know, Giannis just take the ball and, and be everything for that team. And yeah, they look determined to, to kind of you know, show that they underperformed in the bubble last year. And, and really, I mean, it feels like no one is no one is thinking about them, and so they're just going to sneak up and just tear one apart. Yeah, it's. I'm I'm going to ride you with the Bucks. I I like Giannis. Um, and I like like the state of Wisconsin. I had never been there. I can't wait to go. It's never done me any wrong, so I can't really say anything negative. So yeah, the garage is getting behind the Bucks, and we're getting behind the Avalanche. Those are the teams that we're representing. That's kind of that's a little chalky. But that's fine. Hey, man, it's a uh, you know nothing wrong with Ford football. Winner. There we go. There we go. Let's move on. We got horses to talk about. We've got a little tiny race that you might not know if you're not familiar with horses. That's in fact bullshit because it's the Belmont, <laughs> and it's the best leg of the Triple Crown. People, people love them some Kentucky Derby. Uh, if you are a just out and out degenerate like I am, you, you kind of love the Preakness, but I fucking love the Belmont Stakes, mm. and it's gonna be that it's uh the Preakness had this uh this very distinct uh, cloud of stink over it this year uh, with uh, in the form of uh, one Robert Baffert uh, and his. Uh, his horses. That was a fun like couple weeks where his excuses just kept getting crazier and crazier. I I'm still of I like I tuned everything out after he said um, someone injected the horse like he didn't know. So I'm just assuming there's a serial horse injector. 
that just goes around and just like to his horses specifically just goes and be like, ha ha, you're going to get steroids today. Oh man. So this, it is, it, it's a pattern. It is a pattern. If it just next time you're, you're next to the old Google machine, just Google Bob Baffert news and, and go back to like the early two thousands. And you'll find the time that one of his horses tested positive for morphine. And he blamed it on a groom who liked to eat poppy seed bagels. Like we all hadn't seen that episode of Seinfeld at some point in our life. Uh, there was uh, the the. Did you hear the issue of the Pihei? Did you hear about the? I P-hay? did. I did hear about Pihei. That was my second favorite uh, conspiracy. Was the Pihei? Yeah, there's whenever he had horses that got tested positive in Arkansas, it was his uh, his assistant trainer put a salon pos patch on and forgot to uh, forgot to wash his hands, and so this two thousand pound animal licked some fingers and tested positive for lidocaine and stuff. So. For me personally, as as someone who follows the horses very closely, uh, is I am really glad Bob Baffert is not in this. Like everything, it just feels like a fresh, you know, breath of fresh air. Um, because you know he has this way of his horses that really on paper shouldn't ever do anything, showing up and just running a hole in the wind. And like it's always frustrating when it happens because you think that you've got it won, and then you know Bob's horse that looks like a fucking freak you know, Greek demigod when it steps off of the off, steps off the trailer, you know, wins it, um, you know, outside of, of just the Belmont stakes, that whole race day is as much star power in racing as you're going to get until you hit the first weekend of November, the breeders cup. And, uh, they, I, you know, even if you're not a huge fan of, of racing, just watch those races, uh, you know, all day on, on Saturday, because they're all going to be, extremely good ones. Um, you know, the big question for, for, you know, going forward is you had a horse that looked really impressive in the Preakness win, uh, Ron Bauer, uh, which is, uh, which is named after, a, I guess, a wine of vineyard, uh, fun, fun fact. Uh, I was getting a steroid shot in my hip, uh, at the doctor's office, uh, on Wednesday. And my, my doctor knows I play the ponies. And, uh, so I've got my pants kind of like half rolled down. He's getting ready to stick me. And I guess he figured it wasn't going to hurt enough because he goes, uh, so did you have uh, Ron Bauer in the Preakness? And then just jab me with a needle. <laughs> so, yeah, Ron Bauer looked incredibly impressive. He's got a – he's got the run style that really fits the Belmont. If you're not familiar with the Belmont, it's the longest of the Triple Crown races. It's I, That's the one thing I did know. My horse knowledge comes in handy there. I knew that the Belmont was the longest. Because yeah. even if Baffert's horse what was to win the the Freakness, um, there was no way he was going to win the Belmont because it's not like a distance horse. I, I like that you just that from somebody. I like that you just called it the Freakness because I did. That, I did do that. The week of the Freakness, I actually referred to myself as his Freakness for that entire week. Um, yeah, it's you know you he has these kind of you have a run style that always tends to win the Kentucky Derby, which is uh, horses that have a very high cruising speed that aren't going to let themselves get too far in the pack. You know, you know, run from off the pace, if you will. They're always going to be up front kind of setting the pace. The Preakness is a little bit of that too. It's, it's around the same distance. It's a, you know, a mile and three sixteenths, which is right around, you know, a mile and a quarter, which is the distance of the Kentucky Derby with the Belmont. You have to know your pedigrees because, you know, some of these bloodlines aren't really bred to run that sort of distance. A mile and a half might be the longest that some of these horses ever run in a race 
in their lives. So pedigree puts a lot into it. And also you have to pay a lot of attention to pace. I'm a big time pace handicapper. Pace makes the race. And so you really have to take into account how much early speed is there. Is there enough early speed that's going to set it up for, for other horses? It's always a really interesting race. And uh, you know, you, you have uh, the storyline of a, a couple of horses that, uh, you know, skipped out on the Preakness uh, that, that decided they were, they were going to sit it out. Uh, coming back for for the Belmont, and it's going to make it for a pretty good race. Uh, Essential Quality, the Brad Cox horse that's owned by, um, I don't know, he seems to be some sort of Saudi Arabian supervillain is the only way I can describe that. I think I heard something about he might have kidnapped one of his children. There had to be like a, like they had to show proof of life. And like, you know, he's just out living life going to horse races. Um, I love it. I love yeah. like, we need real life supervillains to root against and sports is probably the best place to find them. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, there, and no other play. I mean, you, you have, you have all the, the comic books set up. I mean, you've got people who have millions of dollars who are up to no good. You have, you know, people who are just won the genetic lottery and are stronger and faster than everyone. But yeah, other than essential quality, you know, you have your Kentucky Derby favorite. You also have a horse that had a really unfortunate start in the Kentucky Derby. One of the hardest things about the Derby is always getting away from the gate. There are 20 horses all breaking at the same time, and they will bump into each other. You know, there's always some horse who has a legitimate shot that just gets slammed, you know, exiting the gate and then taken out of it. So that horse is rock your world. Uh, horse probably should have had a better Kentucky Derby coming back for this one. Uh, it's going to turn into a really interesting race, uh, you know, pace wise, because uh, essential quality in, in Rock Your World is probably going to be duking out on the front. That's uh, going to open it up for some some really like some potential absolute bombas to uh, to win this race. And I mean, you know, when it comes to to these races, there's so much money in the wind pools that odds go absolutely bonkers. And you've got horses like uh, Burbonic. Uh, Burbonic won the. Uh, one, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was, uh, I'm sorry, the Wood Memorial at Aqueduct. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was like 78 to one, uh, when, when that horse won, uh, but it, it won it in a fashion that was like dropping in from the clouds, picking off horses late. That's going to be a great horse for this race, uh, especially at that distance. And then there's a, a, a Japanese horse, uh, named France Go to Ina, uh, who had a kind of really interesting, yeah, a Japanese horse with France in the name. Yep. Had a had a super interesting uh, trip last time where it kind of just got got pumped up. It kind of went in for the lead, but uh, you know it looks like more of a, a horse that wants to run from from off the pace and be one of these like you know out of nowhere closers like like Burbonic. So it's going to be an excellent, excellent, excellent betting race. I'll have so much more about it on on you know better than Vegas uh, through through the week, and uh, also I do a, a great uh, live stream with my buddies uh, at with uh, on the wrong lead. Uh, we're on YouTube. Uh, check us out uh, during the week because we'll have a full breakdown of the card if you want to get into them ponies. Yeah, I love like I've been I, talking with the a lot of the better than Vegas guys. It they've turned me on to horse betting to an extent that I didn't expect. Uh, my first bet ever as like a child uh, was at the dog tracks. So I bet dogs races for the first time. I was nice. like, this is fun. And then I just kind of never got back into the racing. I got more into the sports side of it. Right. And approaching like horses sort of from like a spitz, a, a sports betters angle, probably not like a common thing that I have. I kind of like the, the crazy 
I like not knowing anything. I like the randomness of it myself. Mm -hmm. It just, it's, it's like playing a better version of Kino where I just pick a random horse (laughs) and I get to watch it race and it's fun. (laughs) And it's the thrill of just like, it's, it's, it's amazing. It'll get, it'll get the blood pumping. That's for sure. I mean, for your people, people watching who are, who might be more, you know, more into sports betting, don't really do the horses. You're never going to find any better betting value than you will will with horse 100%. races. One hundred percent. There's the the what you can what you can win for what you can risk is is absolutely insane. Um, you know, it, it it's like hitting like a like a fifteen team parlay, except you put like two bucks in it and it, you know to a horse finish first and second. Like it all happened in, in the span of like two and a half minutes. Um, so that's that's my big thing with with horse racing is I just I just love the value that it provides. Um, and a lot of, you know, I like to think it's a little bit more predictable, but if I'm being honest with myself, you're probably right. It is a little, I bit mean, more it's probably like, it's probably as predictable as a lot of the sports are like when you're going, you're getting into like weird prop bets or you're getting into like just spreads that are so tight on the line. Like you're it's, there's a lot up to chance still. And oh, yeah. I, I, but the other thing I love about horse racing is the fact that you can, there's never a time that you can't be betting on horses. Yeah. It's like, it's a 24 seven thing. There's always a race going on. So anytime you feel like, like when you're sports betting, if you, if you want to be betting like later at night, you had to be like, Oh, I'm going to like, you had to go into the online books and be like, Oh, I'm going to find this Filipino basketball league and yeah. find a line on that. Watching girls under 16 table tennis. I guess it's it for the night. Like this is what I have. But if you're into horses, whether or not it's a small track or it's like an unknown sort of different country or whatever, it's still like it's horses. It's still the same thing. You're still betting horses. Yep. You do it all the time. Yep. Yeah. It's uh it can be a little dicey sometimes, but yeah, man, no matter no matter where you know what time it is, there there's always a horse race going. And if you feel like you got screwed in the last race. Uh, good I news feel, they're doing it again in 30 minutes i feel like one when it's like when the sports period is kind of dead like that mid to late july early august period when there's no when like the playoffs stanley cup and the nba is kind of done you're waiting for football maybe fuck it we should just say fuck it and do like a 24 hour horse betting live stream and there just we go. bet horses for 24 hours straight go just from you know start start with uh at you know, I guess Australia will be going around midnight and then just go all the way through the day. Great Britain, just chase the sun Yeah, on, I, a, on a horse. I think that's not a – I'm going to write that one down. That's going to be a maybe. I'm going to yeah. say in July we might have to do – I have like a hot tub stream possibly planned too. We might Ooh. do a 24-hour horse betting live stream. Yeah, let's make it interesting though. Let's do it on hallucinogens. Oh, 1,000%. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred. Yeah, at least at least the last leg. Because if we do it too early, you might have to bow out of the stream. But if you do it like those last couple hours, man, it's just it's gonna just turn into like the opening scenes from Apocalypse Now, where Martin Sheen is doing Tai Chi and his and his whitey tighties. <laughs> Let's get the peyote but, out there. But yeah, fuck it, I'm in. Let's do it. I love it. So going from your expertise. To sort of my sort of expertise, I, I I drink a lot too much to like consider myself an expert in spring football. There's other people that I have for that. Shout out the boys over at the uh, People's XFL show. They are my 
they are my boys. Uh, Garrett from Iowa, Midnight X Moose. They are like, they are fucking football experts, especially Moose. The guy knows more about like arena league players, like the indoor league players, the spring league players, and like uh, XFL players than anyone I've ever fucking met. That's um, that's skill, right it's there. A, it's a skill. He's a he's a legit like he's he's a, what I would call like a capital J journalist. No, nice. He's so, so is it is it spreadsheets or is he like a savant? Like, I I have I, there might be spreadsheets I haven't seen. I'm gonna just go with my assumption that he's a savant. Yeah, I think you got to have some sort of like encyclopedic, like photo, photo memory to be able to remember all that, all those players, you know? So for those of you that don't know, and I assume you don't know, uh, Mr. Mr. Fiasco, um, here are the teams for the spring league. You can see, you can pick your favorite out of these and then I'll tell, I'll run down the scores for the last week. You have the jousters, the generals who are the perennially the usually the favorite they've won like the last four years. Uh, the Blues, the Alphas, the Aviators, who I used to love. They used to be called the Hughes. They have changed to the Aviators. Like Howard Hughes? Like uh, I, either that or Hugh Hefner. Hefner. They, they were based in Vegas. So they might have been like an ode to either one of them. Oh, wow. But they were called the Hughes. Um, then you have the two new teams who were just added this year, the Sea Lions and the Linemen. <sighs> Man, I... So I, I took a peek at one of the rosters, and I know Ryan Mallett is playing. So my gut says I want us to be a fan of whatever team Ryan Mallett is on. But my gut also says I love big chubby sea mammals. So I kind of, you know, kind of want to say I'm, I'm a sea lions fan until That's like D.I.E. What do you think? Do we flip a coin here? Well, I already know. I have my team. I have my I, team. I'm not going to tell you until you fully go into it. But I, I have my team. Oh, it's so ridiculous. I'm going to have to say the Sea Lions. I'm a Sea Lions fan until I D-I-E. So we, the, the garage and the gymnasium specifically, the gymnasium is a fan of the two expansion teams because I am in love with the linemen. They have played the two most exciting games so far. And with that, we'll just jump right fucking into it. Linemen versus Conquerors. 46 to 39, the first shootout of the Spring League this year. That's a barber. God, it was fun. These two teams. So the, the way the the way this they're splitting the season up is they have a north north division, that's four teams, and a south division, that's four teams. Um and uh so it's the I forget at the very end, they'll play each other in the one championship game. Um, the linemen and the conquerors are in the north. They have played two of the most exciting games of this entire like league so far. Man, it's, these are it's magical. These are some team names. Where where are the linemen based out of? We don't know yet because they're all just in Indianapolis. Oh. Just right now. So generally it's like some of them are based out of like on a normal year. I mean, they might just start doing it this way because it might save them money. So they might yeah. not have like the team, whatever, because the spring league does it weird where they don't really need fan engagement to make their money. So they don't need to be right. selling jerseys. They don't need to be selling memorabilia because the players pay to participate, which makes it a little weird. So you don't really need to build that like homegrown sort of market. Yeah. Until they, what I've heard theorized is they're kind of like testing the waters to see how viable it'll be on TV yeah. and see if they could get a lot of engagement without putting anything out there and then seeing if it's worth it to even do it. 
right. which is a weird ass way if I've ever heard of it. But yeah. if it works for them, it's it's something. Um, oh, when but, it comes to to NFL yeah. alternates, so many so many people have tried to just jump in and. and follow like the NFL blueprint of like, okay, we need this, this much TV. We need to get these kind of players. And, you know, we're going to take a run at the NFL. You don't really need to take a run at the NFL. You just need to occupy the space. Yeah, you're, just in the, you're in spring. And it's like, we saw it with the XFL in 2020. If football is on, people are going to generally be watching football. Like you're not going to watch regular season NBA over football for the most part. You're not going to watch like, Hockey, I love hockey, but it doesn't get the numbers. It, and then MLS, you're not going to be watching MLS. The only thing that I would have been worried about if the season would have gotten to go the whole way was the March Madness tournament. That's the only thing that I would have, like, it's the only thing that I thought would have been able to stop it. And uh, in that regard, I would have had the XFL play in the middle of the week, kind of do like a sort of max schedule situation. And then you don't need to worry about it. You can just play during the middle of the week. And then you don't have to worry about the weekend when there's college basketball. It's you would have been fine there, but you don't need to like come at the NFL. You can just be your own product work that way. And you're fine. The only one that I say like actually failed. Cause I don't, I will, I will never say you will never hear XFL Jim say that the XFL failed COVID and this pandemic and the bullshit that tore it down. Yeah, it's what stopped it. A startup league hit like that can't really recover. The AAF, the um, Alliance of American Football, that failed. Um, there's a whole documentary I think coming out this year about that league, um, and it's going to be very interesting to see because like week two or yeah by week two they were like we can't pay the players and it yeah. was bananas. They said they started out like they were giving them supplements, they were giving them a whole bunch of shit, and then week three they're like, hey, can you not take? the salsa because we we need that we can't really pay for anything like <laughs> wow i i really want there to be a spring league that uh challenges the ncaa that will take people right out of high school serve as a farm league sort of thing and uh you know give give a give a alternative to to NCAA football even though i love NCAA football i i do think that they need some of their power kind of kind of taken away and this seems like a good way to do it you saw it with the XFL on the Battlehawks Kenny Robinson he um he would have he could have played at Virginia at West Virginia um but he got kicked out of the school there and <laughs> instead of doing another year in college um in 2020 he decided to try out for the xfl he made the roster of the battle hawks showed off there and then made an nfl roster yeah it seems it seems like a great great stepping stone and like i, I remember seeing the documentary that i think it was like lebron james uh did uh, and there was the the kid from uh baylor who got like had like some sort of ncaa infraction and like he made it to like the senior bowl but they wouldn't let him play until like the fourth quarter after like NFL scouts had left because the NFL was so like locked in with the NCAA that like, because of it, because of his, you know, violation, he couldn't be seen and everything. I I think that that's really, I, 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 it seems like a good way to just turn every single stone over stone over to find all of the best talent in the world to play football. I also just love that it gives kids who like, either something happened to them injury wise or just something life wise happened so that they didn't make an NFL roster. It gives them the shot to get film out there. Mm -hmm. And it's also like, 
it's the, like you could be just an XFL star. Like it's a it's if the leagues can like these spring leagues. If you make a career out of doing it, you it's not bad. Like you could you yeah. could be in the XFL. You could be if the spring league was actually a legit league and like you got paid for it. You could be a spring league player. You could be a Canadian football player. I'll say you know the NFL always ends up kind of taking innovations from from all of these these leagues that pop up. And if that's the case, there are some things that that the newest iteration the XFL was doing really well that I cannot wait for them to get you know incorporated into the NFL, like the having the mic on the on the replay referees. That that is the thing. I the, I think if the NFL copies one thing from the XFL in twenty twenty, I want it to be that. That was. Being able to see, like the replays and everything, that was amazing. Yeah, man, absolutely. What's up? Was it Micro or Micro? Mic. It's either Micro or Micro Seven Eleven. One of my favorite places to get a hot dog, by the way. Seven Eleven hot dogs underrated. You know what else? Seven Eleven uh, in America is shit compared to Seven Eleven in Japan. No joke, dude. They had like whole food options, like bomb ass sandwiches. You, I got a pair of underwear, t-shirts. Um, they have like a whole area that's re- so they have the refrigerated drinks, and then they have a shelf like next to it of hot drinks that you can just get. Like you can just pick up hot drinks and pay for it. It's fucking awesome. I'd be like Domo Origato Seven Eleven nachos. Hell yeah, let's do it, man. It is fucking amazing. I can't. I I would live in a Seven Eleven in Japan. They've got they've got a really good one in uh, the DFW airport now. They do, yeah. Probably my favorite airport in the country. It's a uh, like a huge city. I always end up flying through what they call the uh, the poor people terminal, like terminal Same. terminal B, where it's yeah. like, all right, you're headed For to Lubbock. Ass. Yeah, I mean, let's fly, get you back to your broke ass city that you live in. Here's your flight to to Lubbock or to Birmingham, or you know. I live in Little Rock, so I'm not above you if you're watching it from Lubbock or Birmingham. Um, yeah. Oh, just, so we're so we're on it. Um, Ryan Mallett plays for the Generals. Okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to be a Sea Lions fan, but also a Ryan Mallett fan at the same time. That's I'm fair. Gonna... We can. That's the beauty of the Spring League is you can also root for individuals. I was gonna root for Eric Dungey. He's one of my favorite college players, but he's actually trying out for the Bengals. Okay. Good good luck to uh to Eric Dungey. That's uh Bengals. That seems like a team that uh that might can make some noise in the next couple of years. Right? I love it. And there is the Generals also has uh, I just saw this. I didn't notice until now. <laughs> Former Nebraska football player, my college, my favorite my favorite Huskers, Josh Banderas. For those of you who don't know, Josh Banderas famous on Nebraska um, for being an all right linebacker but more famous for stealing a bunch of bicycles on campus. <laughs> what a fuck i love him god people are like hey why do you have those bolt cutters with you don't worry about it don't worry about it man it's don't football, worry about it. football official football business it's a football thing it's a team thing okay so we had the linemen we talked about them versus the conquerors linemen win 46 39 you had the alphas versus the aviators the aviators ever since they changed their name from the Houston the aviators they've been dead to me and they've shown that they are the worst team in the whole fucking league losing like 30 to 6 uh alphas it's it's impossible to show if any team's really good when they play the aviators cuz the aviators are dog shit 
So I'm not going to spend more time talking about this not real team until they turn their name back to the Hughes. Um, the Blues versus the Sea Lions. Heartbreaker. Blues beat the Sea Lions 19 to 10. Sucks. But I think the Sea Lions, like the Sea Lions, I believe were the first team to upset the Generals. Like the Generals were on like a crazy winning streak until they played the Sea Lions. As a Sea Lions fan, I took this one crazy hard. Yep. Just day one as a day one Sea Lions fan, this one yeah. this one hurt. It breaks my heart to hear about. I'm retroactively sad as as a Sea Lions fan to hear about this one. And then you had the final one we're going over the the first one of the week, the Jousters versus the Generals. Jousters win twenty two to eleven. The Jousters are really avenging their terrible, terrible twenty twenty season by being good, which is a very interesting turn of events. But the Spring League is another is weird in another way that I'm going to explain. The fact that the rosters completely change every year. There's no holdover. Uh-huh. They completely shuffle them. Yeah. So it's super bananas in that regard. But the Generals are not looking like the favorites anymore. I would say my favorite, the two favorite teams to win the whole thing. Week one, it's been changing drastically week to week. Week one, it was the Alphas. Now it's got to be the Jousters, the Linemen, and the Conquerors all have to be favorites. So I got to think that if the Aviators were previously the Hughes, were the Jousters originally the Heath Ledgers, like the movie A Knight's Tale? I wish. That would have been amazing. (laughs) The fighting Heath Ledgers. The fighting. They just like their mascots like a different role each time. Yeah. Why so serious? <laughs> oh, they have like a bajillion different uniforms. They're like Oregon. They just have different uniforms depending on the movie. That yeah. would be amazing. Hey, Spring League, take that idea. Yes. That one's free. The next one's going to cost you. Absolutely. So. Based on your expert analysis, we will go through week five of the spring league and pick our winners. So All Alphas right. versus Conquerors. Man, the Conquerors sound like they might conquer shit, but Alphas really kind of run things. So I'm also, uh, also Alphas quarterback, DeAndre Francois. Oh, actually, I was it. They <laughs> who's their second string quarterback? Uh the Alphas, I believe it's Brian Lewerke. Yes. They have they have a uh, a really the quarterback room is just filled with uh, underwhelming quarterbacks from from fantastic uh, programs. Um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with alphas because I'm I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say DeAndre Francois uh, picked up some some Jimbo Fisher tricks and can get this done. Okay, so I do have to say, let me see if I can find the coaches here. Oh, come on. Is it Gene Hackman from the replacements? No, but I have like some of the teams right here. So the conk, I don't have the, where are they at? So the conquerors head coach is amazing man. Legend of the garage, legend of the XFL, Jerry Glanville. Really? Yep. Ow. Dude, I am, I am all, I am all in on the spring league. So the sea lions head coach is Larry Kirksky. Kirksky. Okay. So here, let's just go through the coaches real quick. The, so you have the conquerors, Jerry Glanville, the sea lions, Larry Kirksey, the blues, Ted Cottrell, the jousters are Kevin Gilbride, which you XFL fans. Remember he was the coach of the New York guardians. Um, aviators, uh, have Terry Shea. The generals have Bart Andrus and the linemen have amazing, Fucking another legend of the XFL, legend of the garage, former Dallas Renegades offensive coordinator, former Kentucky head coach, Hal <gasps> Mummy. Yes! The 
the architect of the air raid offense, dude. How Mummy yeah. is the he's awesome. I love How Mummy. Not only that, How Mummy spawned Mike Leach. Yeah, like I feel like Mike Leach just sprung forth from How Mummy's forehead. Like if, if you've listened to How Mummy talk, you can understand this. Like fucking crazy. He yeah, also. Dude. XFL fact. I hope this is like a fucking like uh, trivia question someday. He coached. He, he like offensive coordinated through. I believe it was the Battle of Texas, the um, Houston Roughnecks versus the Dallas Renegades game with a broken leg. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching that one. Yep. Like that's man. They God, they're doing they're doing this reboot of the XFL just right. They just got dude, it right, tw- dude. Fucking t- tell me about twenty twenty. XFL, the Hal Mummy. They had Bob Stoops. They like, um, fuck. all the coaches were amazing. The players, like Josh Johnson, getting another shot. Journeyman Josh Johnson getting a shot in LA and looking like he was like the most. He was probably the second most electric quarterback in that whole league. Fucking fun stuff, dude. And actually, I looked it up. It, Ryan Mallett is the is the other quarterback to DeAndre Francois. They are oh, the. They moved. are okay. Those are the two underwhelming quarterbacks that, you know, don't get me wrong. Love Brian, love Ryan Mallett. Great, great seasons at Arkansas, but still like when it comes to underwhelming. I understand that. So you have, you're taking the alphas versus the conquerors. I'm going to take the conquerors there. Aviators versus the linemen. Ah, I have the role linemen. It's my team. Also the aviators are dead to me. They're trash. They're garbage. And they're the worst team in the whole league. Let me. I'm going to look at the roster real quick before I make a decision. I know they're 0-4, but I'm not going to let that cloud my judgment here. Oof. We have Charlie Jones, who played basketball for American University. Wow. There, yeah, there's some there's some studs. I mean, like, the Aviators seem to have, like, a, a roster that was, like, all right. Because all these teams should be fairly close. They just haven't been able to put it together whatsoever. I might just have to trust you and and go with the old go with the old lineman here. Oh, they're just I mean they're dead to me, so like I I can't pick the Aviators to win any game at all. If they go like if they don't win a single game, I will be extremely extremely happy. Was well, isn't there like a Harry Chapin Carpenter song about being a Tulsa lineman? Something like that. Uh, something about that, yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the old electrical workers with you here. Let's go lineman. Like then we have the Generals versus the Sea Lions. I know who we're both rolling with there. Oh, I think it's exactly. a Sea Lion noise. I think that's a, it's like, oh, that's what that's going to be the official sound. Oh, so yeah. we're going with Sea Lions over the Generals. And then you have the Jousters versus the Blues. Got my heart lies with the Heath Ledgers. Same. So the only one we're disagreeing on right now is the Alphas and Conquerors. That That's going to be the deciding factor here. Okay. I'll, maybe we should uh, think of a friendly r- wager on that one, and we'll uh, we'll come with come to come up with uh, terms for it. Yeah, well, I think we'll do that for the next for for next week. There we go. Okay. If there's anything else you have to say about the spring league? Go ahead. If not, we're going to go into this weekly tradition I have right now of breaking down the NFL and college football week by week outright winners. We're on week three right now. If you want to just jump in on week three, you're more than welcome to. Let's jump in on. I'm going to tally three. this all up at kind of like the right before the the, the season start. We're going to see who we have winning, and then we'll do during the seasons. We're going to have like a we're going to have like a, a chart that says like, "Oh, you're a fucking genius, or you're a fucking idiot." Yeah, dude, let's roll. Uh, I'll 
you know what? I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you uh, pilot me through this. This is my first time in the garage. Hell yeah, I, dude! I, uh, I I just want you know someone to put their their hand on my shoulder and guide me through it with like a father figure. That's what I'm here for. So there you we have. We'll start with the NFL Thursday night matchup this week: Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans. Um, I, I like the Panthers. If you've been listening, uh, for a little while, you know, I'm kind of high on the Panthers. I think they're going to have a pretty decent year better than most people consider them to be having. I expect Donald to kind of look way better than he did on the jets. And I think Houston is going to be Houston and Detroit are the two worst teams in the NFL. In my opinion. Yeah. And they're not, not to mention just a million question marks with the Houston Texans in terms of who's actually going to be playing quarterback. It's not like they took care of that need whenever they had the draft. I mean, because at that point, how do you draft a another quarterback and pay them a ton of money when you have no idea what's going on with Deshaun Watson? Uh, I'm a big believer in Joe Brady. Uh, saw what he could do at, at LSU. And I think what's really underrated isn't what he did in terms of planning out the – uh, the LSU offense, what's really remarkable is how he coached up those wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So I think that getting Sam Darnold is a huge step, but you're going to see some really improved wide receiver play out of the Panthers too. So let's go Panthers. I think you even saw it a little bit this last year. It was just that Teddy just couldn't throw it downfield to him. Yeah. It's it's not steady Teddy's game. Yeah. And then, okay, next up, you got the Washington football team at the Buffalo Bills. Give me the Bills all day, especially at home. I assume at this point in time they're going to allow like full capacity at the stadiums. Bills Mafia is going to be going crazy, and uh, they're they're going to run away with this one. Um, who's do we have a quarterback for Washington yet? Um, uh, Fitzpatrick. 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 It's probably going to be Fitzpatrick. If it's not Fitzpatrick, then it's going to be my boy, the XFL's boy, Taylor Heineke. You know what? I I'm actually going to go the opposite direction with uh, I'm going to go the op- opposite direction with Washington. I feel like they're going to have easily outside of the Mayf- best team in that division. They're the best team in that division, but I I, I feel like they're going to be highly in consideration for the best defensive line in football, mm-hmm. and they have the kind of athlete in Chase Young that kind of you know, uh, eliminates a little bit, not necessarily eliminates, but puts into check. Uh, you know, one of the facets of Josh Allen's game. Uh, you know, which is he's a very mobile quarterback, but he's a freak athlete. But they've also got, you know, other freak athletes on the defensive line, too. You've got Montez Sweat. You've got I mean, I think they even drafted another just stud defensive lineman. So I'm going to I'm going to cross you here and I'm going to say uh, the Washington football team does it. I like it. I fucking love the pick. Let's go Chicago at the Cleveland Browns. I still so I think I'm of the opinion that Chicago is going to be starting Andy Dalton at least the first four weeks. So they're losing this game. I, the, the Browns, like they have a team put together. I feel like it's if it's not this year, it's got to be next year. This should be the year for the Browns. They should be a good team. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that at all. Um, you know, I Chicago's got the scheme. They they have the player in waiting. Chicago's going to be something, I think, in a, in a couple years. But you're right. This is uh, – the Browns have finally – put it together. And I don't know how many times those words have been uttered before and not come to fruition, but um, I mean, they, were, they were good last, like don't like they were good last year. They just played the Chiefs. Like, they were very good. They really figured out what kind of football team they were. And that was a, a Nick Chubb and, and uh, uh, Kareem, Hunt. Kareem Hunt kind of team. But yeah, I, I think it's the Browns. Once they, now that they know who they are going into the, going into it, they're, they're going to be like a lot the Browns to haven't had an identity in, 
decades. So this no. is this is a really good move for them. So you have then up next, you got Baltimore at Detroit. Similar to Carolina at Houston. I I could pick anyone other than those two teams and like give me them every day. Baltimore's gonna be like good as usual and Detroit's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh I I'm not sure how much breath breath I should waste on this one. I was just gonna say Lamar Jackson, man. Right. Yeah. That's really all you need to say. So we'll just move on. Indianapolis, the Colts at the Tennessee Titans. Exciting game. I so what do you how do you think Carson Wentz is gonna do this year? I think he'll do I think he's going to take a step forward because for one, he certainly there he can't go any further. Yeah, further he can't backwards. be any worse than he was. He seems to have that comfort level with Frank. Frank Reich. I mean, just having like the being in the right headspace is going going to help him quite a bit. Um, you know, I, I think he'll play at a, at a level that was you know about as good as as Philip Rivers was. He wasn't Philip Rivers wasn't great last year, but he got the job done, and that was enough to you know get to the playoffs. Uh, I don't think it's enough to to beat the Titans though. Um, Travis I'm Henry, with, I'm with you there. Travis Henry is that's that's just a lot to handle. Plus, I mean, you you have probably the most un, one of the most underrated wide receivers in the game with AJ Brown. Uh, they they lost Johnu Smith, which is which is unfortunate. But I, I gotta say, I gotta say, Titans here. Uh, Could they get Julio? <laughs> if they got Julio, that that would be intimidating. That, yeah, that'd be an in, intimidating team. Intimidating. Um, I I figure the one of the teams we mentioned earlier, the Ravens, I would be a great landing spot for Julio too. I agree but, with that too. Yeah. All right. Up next, you have the Chargers at the Chiefs. This game's looking to be super fun. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. The Chiefs, like they had the old, a few issues in the offseason, and they addressed every single one. And they're still the Chiefs. Like they're gonna. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I. I bet it's a actually, good game, though. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna go Chargers. I'm so gonna, I think I think the Chargers. I guess it doesn't really depend matter for the Chargers if they're at home or on the road, but. I think the Chargers get one of these. I don't know if they get. I don't think they get this one, but I think they get one. I. So here's my my argument for the Chargers is that that was really that was a really team uh, that was on its way up. Uh, you have the Chiefs had offensive line problems uh, towards the end of the year. They kind of had to draft to replace it. I feel like if you're going to beat the Chiefs this season, you're going to have to do it early in the year before that offensive line really gels. So I'm going to take the shot and say that that the Chargers, you know, new coach, probably got a couple new toys, you know, toys through the draft that 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 they, you know, take advantage of maybe a little bit of discombobulation in the offensive line and they they got one out against the Chiefs. I like it. Moving on, we have the Saints at the New England Patriots. Um, I, we, do we know who the quarterbacks in these games are going to be like, <laughs> uh, I mean, it could be, I, I'll tell you, all right. So I'm a saints fan. That is my team. I'm a saints fan. I, I have no idea who we're going to play. Uh, you, they do talk you, like, are you hoping for anyone in particular? I kind of want to see what Jameis Winston no, has to offer. I want to see Jameis. I want to see him. I kind of want to see what he has to has to offer after having LASIK surgery, after after you know learning from Drew Brees from a year. I uh, you know best offensive mind in the game was Sean. Well, not maybe not anymore, but one of the best ones was Sean Payton. I, I want to see what he has to offer. I I feel like 
I feel like if you can put an entire package, like an entire offense around Taysom Hill, though, you could do some really interesting stuff, especially with 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 Kamara. So I I want to see what Jameis Winston can do. I'm quick with the hook though for for Taysom Hill. Um, if he starts chucking up five picks a game, then I think it's it's time for the Mormon missile all year yep. long. Uh, so uh, as a Houdat fan, I will say uh, Houdat Houdat say they're gonna beat them Saints. I can I can respect it, and I will say if Jameis plays, they win. I don't care who the Patriots trot out there. I feel like Jameis Winston has one of the highest ceilings in the NFL, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. So if he if he goes out there, they get the W. If Taysom is the starter, I feel like they lose this one barely. Okay. Um, hey man, barely losing uh, on the road to the Patriots is, yeah. is never. It also depends how the Patriots look like. Like, are the Patriots trotting Mac Jones at this point, or are they still rolling with Cam? Yeah, I, I think uh, I, you know, Cam, Cam honestly has a pretty high ceiling this year because you have he, po- he definitely did. I mean, you've you've got a, a Cam who is who's been severely winged, uh, and then you've got a Cam who had COVID last year. And just looking at like if Jay, Tatum from from the Celtics, look at what what having COVID did to him this year, you dude. Know? If you watched like Cam and the Patriots before he got COVID too, they were looking like a good team. Like Cam, Cam, when they played the Seahawks, like he yeah. looked studly. So up next, you have the Atlanta Falcons at the New York Giants. I don't know what to think of this Falcons team. <laughs> I don't either. Matt Ryan's got a, definitely got a new toy though. Um, that's a, uh, that's easily the best tight end prospect that's come out of the draft, and I, I don't know how long. The question is going to be how quickly does he? I mean, he's got the physical tools to adapt to the game. Mentally, how quick does he? Does he? You know, fit into the scheme and everything. You still got uh, 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 Ridley. You know, who's still? Yep. He's still. I stud. mean, he's a stud. Yeah, he pretty much was a number one receiver uh, while while Julio missed a whole bunch of games last year. Ah, man, this this is a tough one. I I. I kind of, I mean, don't tell don't tell I anybody like about this. Giants. Yeah, I kind of like the, that defense is actually like pretty decent. I kind of think the Giants might win the East this year. I I so I I like the Giants and the Washington Football Team. Those are my like favorite two out of those ones. It's hard to pick between them. For the Giants, to me, it all comes down to like how does Daniel Jones play? Mm-hmm. Like if he can play just decent they're probably going to win. If they could just have a wide receiver emerge and take the focus off of a uh, quadzilla, Saquon Barkley, yeah. then, then they're such a dangerous offense. Um, by the way, uh, have you ever laughed harder in your life than the turf ma- monster jumping up and uh, devouring Danny dimes on a um, uh, Thursday was, night football? That was beautiful. I that woke, I woke my wife and two children with my uh, just, angry you know with my my terrible spiteful laughter of daniel jones just face planning especially when they showed his face close up as he was realizing that he wasn't going to make it amazing um next up god that was so fucking funny uh the Bengals at the steelers and early on in the season, give me the Steelers in just about every game. I even if Ben Big Ben is out there with his fucking winged arm, the Steelers are such an early season team. I think they just they they get it done. I, I feel like the Steelers, uh, whoever it, whoever between the Browns and the Steelers don't don't win that division are going to win the wild card. Those are going to be two 
great teams. Uh, the Steelers got exactly what they were missing uh, in the draft with Najee. I mean, mm-hmm. Najee did that thing where you jump over another player, but you always notice that like when people jump over people, they don't keep running normally. Like he just fucking hurled that guy and kept going. Yeah, it was beautiful. That was that was my favorite moment of the playoffs. I think. Well, like I, I am an Arkansas fan, so I get to watch the annual clinic of Alabama being bigger and stronger and faster than us. Uh, and Najee Harris was a lot of it. I think this uh, the Bengals are going to do some things eventually uh, with Joe Burrow, especially if they get some offensive linemen. But I, I'm with you, Steelers, especially early in the season. Mm-hmm. Up next, you got the Arizona Cardinals at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Urban Meyer, scumbag king, coming to the NFL, coming to Jacksonville, back to Florida. Uh, I actually like Arizona in this spot, though. I think the Cardinals are going to be pr- a fun team. I also, um, I also absolutely fucking hate Urban Meyer. So you just cemented yourself as a friend in my heart. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray takes another step forward. Buda Baker is hands down the best safety in the game. Maybe eh, toss up between him and Jamal Adams. Definitely up there for sure. Yeah. Um, Moving right fucking along. Don't want to give Urban Meyer more time. Although, like, if he coached my, one of the teams I'm a fan of, then maybe I'd have a different – I'd sing a different tune because he seems to, like, get a natty everywhere he goes. Yeah. But he leaves a wake of destruction behind him. Almost, except for Ohio State. Fucking Ryan Day just, like, picked up just right where he left off. Fuck, fuck Ohio State, but whatever. I, I don't want to get too angry right now until dude, we get to college. Dude, we just uh, become best friends. Fuck. <laughs> So then you have the Jets at the Broncos. What the fuck are the Broncos doing at quarterback? Is Drew Locke going to be out there starting, or are they going to get the fucking the Butler to come out? I like calling him the Butler. He cleans up. <laughs> Good old Teddy, the bridge quarterback that you need between between your old quarterback and the new one. You can put in the bridge. Uh oh, Benson, we're going to need you for this one. Uh, I and uh, for it. For being a great quarterback, John Elway sure doesn't know how to pick one. Um, I'm gonna go with the Jets just because I don't I don't know what the Denver is. I have no idea what it, Denver so is. So if Teddy starts, there I feel like he's serviceable enough that he, this Denver team is like good. They have weapons at least, but I still like the Jets. Like some I don't know. Maybe I'm just a fucking Zach Wilson guy because I liked him at BYU and he was electric to watch in college. Yeah. But I and maybe the fact that they got rid of the worst coaching in the NFL, that might be just like a bump. You know, but if you kind of like the Jets. Going back to last year, I'm thinking of the teams that actually played well against like the Chiefs, like defensively. The Broncos really put the put the locks like on the Chiefs. So they might have a you know they've got a fairly good little little They have a good de- they have like they have the weapons and offense. I feel like literally the one thing they were missing was a quarterback. This is the this is by far the hardest game of, of this week. I think a hundred percent. If yeah. you're doing like survivor pools and whatnot, th- don't stay the fuck away from this. Stay one. away from this one. Yeah, uh, you know I'm I'm gonna I'll go Broncos since they're at home. That's really I'm the a, only thing I'm I can do to separate the them. I'm a, we, you talked about your favorite Mormon. I think Zach Wilson might be my favorite Mormon. Okay. Okay. Um, up next, my favorite team, my NFL team, the Miami Dolphins, heading down to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders and give me the Dolphins every day. I don't trust the Raiders. I can't trust Gruden as a coach. That's a fair point. Um, I think we don't know. Like they have the weapons, like they have weapons to be a good team. I can't trust John Gruden. It's not that I can't trust, trust John Gruden. It's that I can't trust David Carr. 
Also, that's, yeah. yeah, but I can't trust Josh Jacobs. If they want to give Josh Jacobs that ball 50 times a game, then I'm for it. They've also got they've got probably uh, the most underrated tight end in the game, uh, Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen what what a what a capacity crowd at that at the Death Star has has looked like yet. I, I amazing. Yeah, so I I feel like this one is a pretty is a little bit of a toss up. Uh, you know, I like your Dolphins. I like the way they're headed. I think that they've drafted well. They've traded well. They've they've done a lot of things well, especially with Brian Flores. Um, but I'm still going to go with Raiders. I can I can respect that. I can respect that for this for this point in the season. We'll go on. We got Tampa Bay defending champs at the Los Angeles Raiders at SoFi. SoFi is the most insane stadium. Like, so I when I lived in Los Angeles, I would drive past it because one of my favorite bakeries is right across the street from it. And it's kind of like in not the nicest area of Los Angeles. It's kind of like it's in Watts, isn't it? It's a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just stands out. It's just like you're just driving by like these like these apartment buildings and these residential, and then all of a sudden just like lush fields in front of it and just a giant stadium. Isn't it where like Hollywood Park used to be? Like the casino, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is where Hollywood Park used the, to be. The the track and casino, yeah. Yep, yep. Um I um I'm very intrigued by the Rams. I I feel like the Rams are gonna get a really they're gonna be pretty good with uh with Matthew uh with Matthew Stafford. What's sad is that they're in an absolutely loaded division. Mm-hmm. And that division, the, man. Yeah, uh, especially with the the thing that I DM'd you about uh, earlier. If that's true, uh, then that division just got way harder. Um, I gotta go with the I gotta go with the fucking ears. Uh, that's my that's my NFC South uh, rival talk right there. The I fucking like ears. I like it. Uh, Fuck them. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the fucking ears because uh, because Tom Brady and that team's loaded. They're bringing everybody back. There's no reason to pick against them. Right. Uh, I'm I'm with you, lockstep. Until I see it. Until I see them look bad not even just get beat until i see them look bad in a game yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna keep picking them like they just won a super bowl tom brady is not gonna fall off this year yeah and literally no one left to get their money they yep. kept everybody and there's like it's hard being a nebraska fan there's two players on the team that i like but i just i can't root for him i fucking hate tom brady so much yeah yeah i, I I've gotten over hating Tom Brady. Now it's just like you watch it and you're just like, wow, yeah. I can't, you know, it's, 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 you can dislike him, but you still have to just, you, I respect him. I respect the fuck yeah. out of him. But, uh, uh yeah, the, the Ram, the Rams could give him a game, but, uh, I, I gotta say, in, unless they just start like rapidly deteriorating, like if, if Gronk's arm falls off, if, you know, if, if, Brady somehow gets mesothelioma or something like that, then then maybe there might be a chance be, for the Rams. It'll I'm thinking it'll be a game, but the Tampa's gonna win. It'll it'll be close, but it'll be like a comfortable close win, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like a, a, a nice a nice like four pointer, you know? Yeah. Um then you have the Seahawks at the Vikings. I don't know why I feel like I'm high on the Vikings going into this year. Maybe it's because I like all the weapons they have, but Kirk Cousins just always seems to let me down. It's a it's a Michigan State quarterback thing. They just kind of let people down. Yeah, he is he's just the vanilla ice cream of of quarterbacking. Like he they only get the job done on occasion, but it's really it's not really that exciting. And you know, you're never it's never really your first choice. Maybe if you keep got it, we got to see how Dalvin Cook's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, Adam Thielen is, is going to do his thing, but he's so defen- dependent on them getting the ball. Uh, Jefferson's going to be good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but on the other hand, DK Metcalf is if Batman's suit came alive and became a person. Yeah. Um, and I saw on the bottom line, I'm going to bring it up now that the the Atlanta Falcons and the Seattle Seahawks are in talks to trade Julio Jones to what a Se- fucking roster that would be that makes them that actually i mean all respect to the buccaneers that would make them my super bowl favorite same same and i love it because they have in my they have my favorite wide receiver Ever since I saw him play live, Tyler Lockett is fucking electric. He's I love that man. So consistent. He's such a good route runner. He's got such good hands. And he just he opens opens it up for everything that DK does. And yeah, put DK, Tyler Lockett, and Julio Jones on the on the same at the same time. But I have to pick yeah, I have to pick assuming that Julio Jones, you know, won't be on the team because we don't know anything about that yet. And, you know, if you don't add Julio Jones, and I gotta say they still beat the fucking Vikings, and uh, I'm going to say the Seahawks. I'm actually going to go with the Vikings here because it's not in prime time, and I feel like early on enough, it's a game that's like not a ton of people are going to be watching because it's going on at the same time as the Tampa Bay LA game. Mm-hmm. I think that gives Kirk Cousins the skill being not on prime time to actually compete and perform. And I think that gives the Vikings the W. So Kirk Cousins operates like Santa Claus, like only if you don't see him and like exactly if you don't, he's a he's like a uh, he's one of those weird monsters that if you don't believe in him, then he's that he's like he's real. But as okay. soon as you believe in him, he doesn't exist. It's kind of like a weird Schrodinger thing. Okay, okay, I like where we're headed with this. Up next, you got the Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco. 49ers speaking of like what the fuck's going on with quarterbacks who's gonna be the quarterbacks here of either of these teams who's starting this game man what the fuck is Aaron Rodgers doing I've I've talked about this on a couple other shows I'm on um we're of the opinion Aaron Rodgers is kind of a baby back bitch in this whole thing going in a little bit I he's a my opinion he's a weird guy he's just weird yeah and like the Packers had years to fix this and they fucked it all up. I think he starts though. I think he's going to be there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's a weird enough guy to just say, just say, screw it and do, and do Jeopardy. something else. Do Jeopardy. Yeah. Or a- anything else he wants to. Um, I, I kind of like, I I'm all for player empowerment. So I kind I kind of, kind of pull for him. I, 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 yeah. but I, I can kind of, I can, I can see the baby back bitch take. I, I don't I don't scoff at that by any means. Uh I feel like Trey Lance was maybe the worst draft pick of, of this of this draft uh for the 49ers. Um I I don't I just I don't see it. I don't I don't see it at all. I I think Jimmy G will be starting at this point. Uh I think I'm, I think that's why you picked Trey Lance is to sit him behind Jimmy G for at least a year. Yeah, he he needs the development because he he has like what like a year of film. Yeah, I I I'm just I'm afraid that one's just not going to end up not painting out for him. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers because they still have probably the best running back in the game in the form of Aaron Jones. Uh, not if, a not a shabby backup either. 
not a strap. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if, uh, Jordan love is, is, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is playing, then this is, this is no question. If Jordan yeah, Love Aaron is, Rodgers plays, Green Bay's winning this game. Yeah, if Jordan Jordan Love is playing, I mean, as long as he can throw a ball to to Devontae, then I, I I say Packers. I say Packers with or without Aaron Rodgers. I also say Packers. It just depends by how much. Okay. Like it, a spread scenario comes into play with uh, Jordan Love that I would be very interested in. But give me Green Bay to win either way. And then you have finally capping off the Monday night matchup, Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Man. What a a fucking game. Yeah. Uh, You know what? The Cowboys could actually be something this year if if these these defensive draft picks pan out because it feels like that might have been the only thing they were missing before. That uh, offense was legit. Yeah, that offense 100% was legit. Um, you know, CD Lamb is is a you know, just dream slot receiver. He does, you know, does so much for for Amari Cooper. Um I kind of I really I kind of like Jalen Hurts. I kind of like Jalen Hurts. I want to see what they Dude, they I do like put Jaylen an offense Hurts. around him. I like him too. I just wish they had more of an offense kind of built around him. Yeah. Do I'm, I pick I'm, with my I'll go go ahead. Do I pick with my head or do I pick with my heart here? I mean, you always pick with your gut, but out of those two, pick with your heart. I think go with your heart. This is this is your first time picking. Go with your heart. When you when you kind of get into a couple weeks of like you get a rhythm, you can start going with your head. I feel like start with your heart. Okay, I hate the Cowboys. Go Eagles. Yeah, fuck the Cowboys. Um, I've been doing this. This is my fourth week now. I think the Cowboys offense is legit enough. I think the Cowboys take this one. I, I I hate to I hate it because fuck the Cowboys I hate them. Yeah. They're my the, I think they're my most hated. They got to be the most hated team in the NFL, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fuck the Cowboys forever. Yeah. Okay, that's enough NFL. We're gonna move on now. We're gonna talk college football. We're gonna breeze right through these ones. We're gonna have no analysis. I just want your winners. Okay. Because there's so many college football teams playing each week, it's fucking insane. So. Thursday, Ohio Bobcats at the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Louisiana. 100% Louisiana. UCF at Louisville. Uh, I'm going to go Louisville. Give me Louisville. UCF has to break in a new head coach. Maryland at Illinois. The Fighting Lovey Smiths, Illinois. Uh, Lovey Smith is not the head coach anymore. Still the Fighting Lovey Smiths, it's Illinois. The, uh, it's the Fighting Burts. They changed the name. It's Illinois. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. It is, it is Burt. It is Burt. Oh, little man. fat bird. I, I like Maryland here. I think Illinois is going to take a little while to get uh to get built up. Uh, Chattanooga at Kentucky. Give me the fucking Wildcats every day. Yeah, best best football name. Uh, Cavassier Smoke, Kentucky. Amazing. UConn at Army. UConn's terrible. Give me the Army. Cadets. Army. Tennessee Tech at Tennessee. Tennessee Tech. <laughs> Fuck the Vols, right? Yeah. I have to roll Tennessee there. Western Michigan at Pitt. Western Michigan. Give me Pitt. Uh, Kenny Pickett-Smith is going to be legit this year, I think. Okay. Uh, Or it's just Kenny Pickett. What the fuck am I saying? Virginia Tech at West Virginia. I'm going to go West Virginia. I'm going to go Vautech there. I like how we're disagreeing more with these ones. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, University of Albany at Syracuse. Q's. Give me Q's. I, I... I wish Dino could get it. He had that one year, and I just I want him to be back. I like Dino. Um, Cincinnati at Indiana. It's gonna be such a good ball game. It's gonna uh, be fucking fun. 
Give me Cincinnati in the I'm upset. with you there. I give me Cincy. Um, Southeast Missouri at Missouri. Oh man, <laughs> that's a toughie. Mizzou, Mizzou yeah, over Semo. I think Mizzou is going to be a dangerous team in the East. Ah, gotta hate it, but sure. Yep, I, it sucks. I hate Missouri, but I think they're going to be dangerous. Uh, Northern Illinois at Michigan. Uh, Michigan. Michigan all day. Boston College at Temple. Temple. Oh, that's a tough one. I like. I like it. I like it. I'm going to go Temple too because it's at Temple. I like. I like these Power Five schools playing at G5 schools. Yeah, me too. Uh, Nebraska at Oklahoma. Give me OU twice on Saturday. This is not even a game. Michigan State at Miami. Miami. Give me Miami. Uh, Coastal Carolina at Buffalo. Coastal Carolina. Give me Coastal, especially since Buffalo lost their head coach now. Yep. New Mexico at Texas A&M. God, I wish the answer was New Mexico, but it's going to be be Texas A&M. That'd be the funniest thing of all of college football season. Uh, I'm also going Texas A&M. Minnesota at Colorado. Uh, Row the boat, row the boat, Minnesota. I like Minnesota here, but I think since it's at Colorado, I give me give me Colorado there because statistically, when teams go to play at Pac-12 schools, they they lose. It's just okay. it's something that happens. Nevada yeah, they, at Kansas State. Watch out! Watch out, K State. Uh, this, this is tough. I, I'm going to go K State. Watch the fuck out. Nevada is going to be a good team this year. They're my I'm sleeper not, to win the Mountain West. You know, what? I got to go with you. I'm going to go Nevada there. I'm no, I'm I'm going K State because I I believe in climbing. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Nevada. Wolfpack, because, you're gonna go with the Wolfpack. Yeah, because uh, there's no way that Kansas State can string two seasons together ever. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Purdue at Notre Dame. My wife want, is Notre Dame Notre Dame alum, so Purdue. It's gonna be yeah. Notre Dame. I want Purdue to win because of hilarity, but Notre Dame's gonna win this one. Purdue, do it. <laughs> Idaho at Oregon State. Uh, Beeves. Uh, yeah, same. Oregon State winning that one. Kent State at Iowa. Uh, Iowa. Yep, Iowa's that one. LIU at Mi- Miami of Ohio. Give me Miami, Ohio there. Yep. SMU at La Tech. Louisiana La Tech. Tech. Yep. I like SMU here. I think their offense is going to be enough. Tulsa at Ohio State. want to say Tulsa. I, I want to really, say Tulsa. Man, they, they almost beat an OSU last year. Maybe they could do it again this year, but I don't think so. Ohio State's winning this game. Ohio State. Alabama at Florida. So, uh, you see that? Ooh. Yeah, that's an elephant wearing a Bear Bryant hat smoking a cigar. All right. So, that's, I'm going to pick Florida. <laughs> Who do? Yeah, I'm going Alabama. Like, Did you see their win total odds? I, uh, uh-uh, I didn't. Eleven and a half over under. Man, I feel like that's a that's a strong opinion to take. We can get into this at some other time. I know we're breezing through, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Florida. I have reasons though. I know I, I can understand. Like Florida, if they catch them here, this is a good spot to catch Alabama. Yeah, and Florida could. I like it. I also love that it's at Florida, but I think Alabama wins the game. Fair. Uh, Florida State at Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Yep, same there. Give me Wake Forest. It's one of I love Wake Forest this year. I love it, like, until Florida State proves it to me. Uh, Georgia Tech at Clemson. Give me Clemson. Yeah, that new Hawaiian chap playing quarterback at Clemson is going to be big time, I think. Yeah, he's going to be spinning those records like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Baylor at Kansas. Oh. 
Bears are winning this game. Kansas Baylor. is not winning a Big 12 game. Also, speaking of win totals, Kansas over-under for win totals is one and a half. That makes sense. I, I, I believe it actually might just be one. It might I, not even I, be one and a half. It's one. I mean, pe- the people who who do these sports books, yeah. they know things. Yeah, I'm Baylor. Yeah. Uh, USC at Washington State. Fun uh, game. Hate to say it, but USC. Same here. I think give him another year, and my favorite, one of my favorite coaches of college football will get it done at, with the Cougs. Um, Nick Rolovich is going to get that thing going again, but USC is winning this one. Uh, Bryant at Akron. Holy fuck. I feel like I have to take Akron, but they could lose to anybody. Uh, yeah. This, I've never yes. heard of Bryant because I've never heard of Bryant. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what a, Bryant, <laughs> what a Bryant is. Delaware I, at Rutgers. I don't know how a – online school yeah. organizes football practice, right. you know? You have to um, do it over Zoom. <laughs> uh, Rutgers. Rutgers. Watch they the got fuck out, though. Shiano time, man. I know, but, dude, Delaware, the fighting blue hens, they had the number two defense in all of FCS this year. Joe Flacco ain't coming to that tunnel, and if he is, he's going to be old and gray. Yeah, I'm also rolling Rutgers. The fighting Shianos, the fighting, like, mobsters are going to get this one done. Pandemonium uh, in Piscataway, motherfuckers. Right. Elon at App State. App State. App State all day. Colorado State at Toledo. Uh, Colorado State. Give me Toledo. Give me the Rockets there. Uh, Georgia Southern at Arkansas. We have a history of losing these kinds of games. This is a dangerous game. This is a triple option. Dude, I've been talking about it. Arkansas got fucked on their schedule this year. Yeah, we did. Um, (laughs) Dude, listen. I know I've said this so many times, but we got, you know, Sam Pittman. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's it, it's happening. We we just won the SEC championship in baseball tonight. We're as we're trending up all over in, here in Arkansas. So definitely we take down Georgia Southern. So I think you lose to Georgia Southern, but I think you beat I think Arkansas beats a team that they have no right to beat. I think they I think they get a major upset this year. I, I think we're uh we're going to sneak up on a bunch of folks and we're actually going to make it to a yep. New Year's Day bowl game. Wow. Love it. I love the hot. I love that. Fucking hot take. love it. Love it. Keeping with the SEC, Mississippi State at Memphis. Memphis. Give me Miss State. That's, man. That's, I mean, a it's, tough it's, one. That's it, going to be a good game. It's it's also pretty much like a home game for Mississippi State, but uh, that Memphis has, a, they've got a great program. They've got a really great program. They do. I always wonder for these G5 schools like App State and Memphis, like how many coaching turnovers can you take? Yeah, and they just they still yeah. they just keep churning. And then we got Northwestern at Duke. Northwestern. Give me Northwestern there. Yeah, they're they're gonna be the, the battle of the smart schools is going to them. Sacramento State at Cal Berkeley. Give me Cal. Sac State. Give me Cal, dude. That defense is legit. Arkansas State at Washington. Arkansas State, and I'm being 100% serious. They're also building a little bit of a program. They are, they're a good That's, team. They're they're a good program. That people they get behind that coach. Like, hey they, man, they they had a Power Five win on the mm-hmm. road last year. They can do it. I think because it's going to the Pac-12, especially Washington. I think that's a far enough game. Give me Washington. That's uh, fair. Mur- Murray State at Bowling Green. Uh, Bowling Green. Give me the Murray State Racers. Love it. Charlotte at Georgia State. Uh, how can Georgia State, when they're playing Arkansas at the same time? Just kidding. Uh, I get them mixed up all the fucking time. Yeah, let's let's say Charlotte. I'm also rolling with the 49ers there. Utah at San Diego State University. 
dangerous should... game for Utah, but give me Utah. I think Utah yeah. could win the Pac-12 this year. I, I could see it 100%. There's no dominant team there, so Utah. Uh, UIW, I don't even know what that stands for, at Texas State, so I feel like I have to go Texas State there. I think it's like a like a union for auto workers, maybe? I don't Something. know. Uh, Texas State. Uh, Florida A&M at Southern Florida. I'm going to take Southern Florida. However, the Florida A&M band, the Marching 100, will win the Battle of the Bands at halftime. I'm with you lockstep there on both those points. Uh, Florida International at Texas Tech. Give me Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech. Grambling State at Houston. I'm rolling with Houston. Yep. Uh, Troy at Southern Miss. Uh, Give me Troy. Yeah. Southern Miss. You can't go through three coaches in one year and expect to be a good school the next year. Yeah, I (laughs) – I agree. I, I uh, Troy, that's a that's another great uh, Sun Belt football program. So definitely Troy. South Carolina at Georgia. I'm going with the Bulldogs all day. It's great to be a Georgia Bulldog until until like championship season comes around. Yeah, and then it fucking sucks to be a Georgia Bulldog. Yep. Auburn at Penn State. <sighs> this this is the best game of the weekend. I think this is the best game of this week. Penn State. Yeah, I'm also going with Penn State. New coach for Auburn at Penn State. It's going to be, yeah. I'm one of those obnoxious SEC fans, Penn State. Well, Penn I think State. Just, I think new coach at Auburn, I think that, that's going to kind of play a factor too. It, James, James Franklin, I mean, he knows how to he yep. knows how to run a program. All it took was him getting out of Vanderbilt, and he was off and running. Dude, Vanderbilt's got to be – it's one of the three hardest jobs in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Oh, Fuck yeah. It. Uh, Utah State at Air Force. Give me Air Force. I'll go Utah State. Uh, Virginia at North Carolina. Carolina. Mac Brown's got those boys rolling. I'm with you there, and I fucking hate Mac Brown. <laughs> Stony Brook at Oregon. Uh, <laughs> Stony <laughs> Oregon. These ducks are feasting. Uh, Furman at NC State. Going with NC State. The Wolfpack getting that done. Uh, I'm. Watch I out wanna- for the Paladins. Yeah, I'm gonna go NC State, even though I I, I want to make a Detective Mark Furman joke, but yeah. still gotta go NC State. I mean, you can still make the joke. Like when that week comes around, you can still make the joke. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Central Michigan at LSU. Uh, go Tigers and spell it with the E A U X. Yep, go Tigers. We Tigers. Uh, Stanford at Vanderbilt. Stanford is winning that game. Uh, Tulane at Ole Miss. Watch out, Ole Miss for Tulane. Yeah, Tulane, Tulane is tough, but I, I think that Ole Miss is really going to take a step forward in its second year with uh, with uh, second biggest dirtbag football coach in the world, um, uh, Lane Kiffin. Uh, kinda, so yeah, but with him, I kind of like I like him for it because he's like a dirtbag in that like like your dirtbag stepdad. I he's, uh, he's not like a he's not like a terrible person that hires abusers. He's just like a, a scumbag. The uh, the greatest firing ever in sports is when they they came in and told Lane Kiffin to get the fuck off the bus. The tarmac, at, at the tarmac yeah. is the best. Just get the fuck off the bus. <laughs> that was like if Ari Gold was running the the uh, depart the uh, mm-hmm. athletic department. That's how we fire him. So, uh, but I'm gonna go USC. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Ole Miss here. Like that. Oh, sorry, uh, Ole Miss. Yeah, I think the defense takes enough of a step forward, and the offense with Matt Corral stays the same. They're gonna be good alcorn state at university of south alabama um i'm going usa here is steve mcnair playing for alcorn state still because <laughs> if so, so i feel alcorn state yeah but, uh, otherwise 
I'll I'll say Alcorn State just to be a contrarian dick. Uh, Jackson State at University of Louisiana Monroe. Oh, uh, ooh, uh, Jackson State with Deion Sanders at the helm. I think I think actually a full offseason kind of gives Jackson State enough time. I'm going to roll with you there. Uh, Oklahoma State at Boise State. That's a good matchup, That's too. That's a good matchup, too. I'm going to go Boise State. Taking the mullet. I'm taking I'm taking the OAN watching mullet. Let's go. I like, I like it. Go with it. Uh, Northern Arizona at Arizona. Arizona. I think Arizona gets the dub, but I think it's closer than people expect. Arizona State at BYU. Give me Arizona State. Give me the Sun Devils there. The fighting Herm Edwards. Yeah, let's go Herm. Arizona State. Also, BYU has to replace a lot. Not even just quarterback, but a lot. Iowa State at UNLV. Cyclones get it done. Yep, Cyclones. Matt Campbell, great coach. Fresno State at UCLA. I think UCLA is going to be a very good team, an underrated team that people aren't talking about. I think UCLA is going to be really good. Give me the dub. Shout out to my my friend Greg Calliwag, aka Murphy on Discord, big time Fresno State fan, big time horse player, Fresno State. Oh, I, I I love it. SC State at New Mexico State. Uh, New Mexico State. Um, give me SC State. New Mexico State, I believe, played in the FCS this spring and lost like two. They lost to a team that jumped up from D two. So they're warmed up. Yeah. Uh, Ball State at Wyoming. Ball State, the fighting David Letterman's. Give me the Cowboys. It's hard to play at elevation. Uh, Eastern Michigan at UMass. Eastern Mish. Eastern Mish, one of my favorite uh, small-time coaches. Fordham Fordham at Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic. Yep, FAU. Old Dominion at Liberty. Liberty's winning, dude. Liberty's going to be a good team this year. Old Dominion jumped up on, was it South Carolina a couple years ago? Uh, Yes. So Liberty. Uh, East Carolina at Marshall. This is also a toughie. Eastern Carolina's kind of on the come up. Yes. Marshall. I'm the Pirates. I'm taking the Pirates, man. I'm going to ride that train with you. Um, We're coming up on the end here. UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham at North Texas. Also a fun game. These Sunbelt versus CUSA matchups are pretty fun for the most part. North Texas ha- has a pretty good little good thing going, so I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Mean Green. Good old the Fighting Seth Latrells, and that offense is super fun. I think since it's at North Texas, I'm also gonna roll with that. Uh, Middle Tennessee at UTSA. Give me UTSA all the time there. I I'm gonna go Middle Tennessee. I can I can respect it. Rice at Texas. Watch out, Texas! It's fucking Rice. Arkansas <laughs> plays Rice also. Um, yeah. I think you there also are, play Texas, don't you? Uh, yeah. Uh, they they are our opener, Rice. Uh, yeah, I absolutely hate Texas, but uh, I'm not stupid. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go Texas. Then we have a Sunday matchup, which is – it's basically just a late night Saturday. San Jose State at Hawaii. Um, this is a tough one. Playing at the, on the island is tough, but I think San Jose State is going to be a good enough team that they get it done and get the W here. It's coming from a huge Hawaii fan. I love is, Hawaii. Is Nick Starkle the, the quarterback at San Jose State now? Um, let's find out. Um, Their 2021 roster. Whatever. Close. Close. 
yeah, he's there. Yeah. Oh, so Nick Stark. Oh, he is. He's there, he's there for sure. I don't know if he's going to be starting, but he's there. Well, if he's starting, then it is Hawaii. Yeah, if he's starting, then it's probably going to be Hawaii. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be starting. I've seen he. Oh, I you know what? I'm switching. Stark. I'm going to go Hawaii because I'm a Hawaii fan. I became a Hawaii fan when it was like fucking rest in peace. Uh, Colt Brennan. Colt Brennan. That's I became a huge Hawaii fan then. Became even more of a Hawaii fan when the like Nick wrote when fucking Rolo was there and Cole McDonald and all that shit. And I just I can't quit this team. Go Hawaii. They're winning this one. That does it for weeks. Uh, what is this week three of college football and NFL action? We're going to sign off here with just one little parting shot. What's going on in your life? I like to I like to end with what's going on in the garage, what's kind of going on. So what's going on? We'll call your spot the stable. The what's stable? going on in the stable? Well, I I got a uh, I have two daughters. One just turned 2, one's about to turn 5. Uh, I'm sure I, I will be uh, serving as their primary channel changer, switching between Pixar uh, films for them. And uh yeah, just really trying to trying to have it all, man. Just uh, watch, watching these these horses handicapping Belmont. I fucking love it. Um, I've got a couple things coming out. I've got my May workout video because I'm. At, I don't know if you know this, but uh, people have been following along. I am trying out for the XFL once they announce tryouts. Yes. Um. Get so it, I'm keeping it. in shape for that. I'm getting in shape. My May tr- my May um, workout video will be coming out in the next couple of weeks. I've been also watching all of The Rock's filmography to review his movies. This one that's coming out, uh, I don't think this week, but next week, I watched Scorpion King. Um, that movie is a fucking breakneck speed. It's like taking speed and wa- and like that's what the movie experience is like. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just going to eat over 35 hot dogs tomorrow for Memorial yeah. Day. So stay tuned I, for that. That's also going to – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to videotape it for proof because I have I'll- to. I left my own uh, personal ambition out of mine. Uh, you can catch me uh, next Friday uh, with uh, at ABR Live on Twitter with uh, Blackjack Fletcher and Danielle Monnier on Always Be Racing or at 3 o'clock uh, Eastern. Uh, and then also I should be on Thursday night, 730, uh, sorry, 830 Eastern, 730 Central with my boys from On The Wrong Lead. We'll be looking at the Belmont card. So I will be omnipresent present on your Twitter machine. You fucking better be. Okay, where can the people find you? Uh, I am at at of Oakland on uh, on Twitter. Uh, I also run justpickwinners.net uh, with uh, on the wrong lead on the uh, uh, on the wrong lead YouTube channel, and uh, also at better than Vegas uh, Wolf of Oakland. There, I'll be putting uh, putting out some uh, Belmont picks. Fucking beautiful. As always, you can find me everywhere. I'm XFL Jim everywhere, dude. YouTube XFL Jim, Twitter at XFL Jim, Instagram just- at XFL Jim. It's just everywhere. Yell it out the window. He'll show. It's dude. Just yell out XFL gym. It's like the fucking bat signal. If you shine the XFL logo, I'm gonna show up at your house. I even have an OnlyFans. I haven't done anything with it yet, but something's coming. Something's brewing up in there. So I don't like how you use the word brewing. All oh, right, it's, bre- it's brewing. This is uh, this is this episode. I don't. I forget. I think this is episode 12 of the gymnasium. Signing out. Love you guys. Ha- stay hashtag garage certified out there.